<laughs> Welcome to Foozled It, the podcast all about owning things that mess up and not worrying about blunders. We're your hosts, Rebecca Porter. And Charlotte S.P. <laughs> I'm trying a new way of saying my name. What do you think? Charlotte S.P. I love it. That was right. We were going to start using people's middle names. Middle, I just think it. I was hoping it would add like a level of like surprise and gravitas to my name. Um, but I think S and P aren't very good initials. So I'm, I might retract that. I, um, you know what we should start doing is like adding letters to our name. So like, it's made up letters. Like, yeah. I'm your host. We're your host, Rebecca Porter, MC, <laughs> MQZ. DVD. <laughs> DVD. That's a great one to add to the end of <laughs> Of a name no one will know what that stands for everyone will think i'm a doctor of some sorts <laughs> <laughs> but yes we are your hosts um with <laughs> so i so i have a foozle for today um wow. that i literally just i'm still living with the consequences yeah it's um, an old, it's, it's current uh, current affairs foozle. it is like it is like from the trenches like yeah. currently happening mm-hmm. um and it's something Perfect. that i'm gonna i'm is a foozle because like, I do not learn from mistakes. Like I don't learn from this mistake. Uh, so it's a bit chilly out today. Um, I definitely overestimated how cold it was and like put my winter coat on and like my big fluffy scarf. I was like, Oh, I'm so cute. Ooh, very cute. Um, and I'm wearing yoga pants because they're comfy as shit. Nice. Uh, and, and, but I was like, Oh, my toes are really cold because I have really cold extremities. So I put on these oh. like lovely, wool socks you know the wool socks have like the red like very trendy like the red sort of Ooh. like fair are they called fair isle or something like that there's like and they're like canadian winter socks okay <laughs> like they're gray <laughs> and then they're like they have like bands of like white red white yeah i think i know what you mean like trendy looking i i think so the trendy. other thing is like i think i'm very trendy but actually i'm currently wearing a yoga top and then like sweatpants over top of my yoga sweater tied with an elastic like i'm not that tr- i'm not that trendy, like, you know, like I'm just... it is a trend <laughs> it's a trend it's just like not what like vogue would would talk about <laughs> who wants to do what they want to do god i am not i'm not a follower if nothing else <laughs> i try not to follow trends <laughs> except that i am 100 percent only in yoga clothes um but yeah so i put on these socks so so cold and i was like you know it would go really well with these socks Timberland boots. So I have a pair of Timberland boots. They're they're black because London um, that I bought when I was in Canada one year because I didn't have any winter boots. I figured like they're warm and you know, like you can wear them outside and they're pretty waterproof. So I put them on. um, And then I went for a walk with my partner and we do like five mile walks. Like our, our like daily walk is like four to six miles. And the thing is, I have done a long walk in these boots before, like two years ago, and I stopped wearing them because they give me blisters. Oh, fuck. And you forgot, and you got... I no, no, you- no. Here's the thing. I didn't forget. You just I know which <laughs> shoes give me blisters. I know exactly which shoes I own and where they give me blisters, but it doesn't stop me from wearing those <laughs> shoes. Because so I can relate to the whole like so I, if I, I have some like shoes for going out that I know will mm. fuck me up, but I'm like well I'm going out and people will see me, so I ho- I'll measure out the pain. I bought some Mary Janes for example, which literally you know cut me to pieces mm-hmm, like a mob mm-hmm. member. Um, but I know but I know that but I'm going out and other people will see them. But on a, just a little a little walk, 
Like, I think I would be like, no, 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 no. Let's just go with the comfy ones. I, I would say I'm normally like that. Like when I take the dog for a walk in the morning, I'm literally in like a matching sweat. I say matching in that they are the same color. They do not come from the same place. I have like a triathlon big sweater, like hoodie, and then a pair of like 20 year old sweatpants that are the same color. And then like whatever <laughs> shoes I can find and a big scarf and a big hat that doesn't fit properly to keep me warm. Like I look a mess. So, so like, it's not even like I normally care, but yeah. It was a real problem today. I'm really glad that, so we were talking just before we, we started recording about Foozles and I was like, oh, I haven't had one in the last few days. So I think I'll, you know, maybe get one out of the archive. And I'm really glad we went with your level of Foozle because it's just like this like kind of like sweet little mistake that you made because just to give a little teaser for the one I was thinking about talking about was a time when I accidentally got a picture of myself with a, a duck's beak superimposed on my own face as a child stuck in a work laminator. So I'm glad that we, uh, I'm glad that we went with yours. <laughs> <laughs> this week's guest is a yogi and comedian she has confidence that i dream of and on top of it all she's an award-winning com comedian having been named one to watch at the leicester comedy festival in 2017 she's open for jim norton and was on season two of comedy central's i live with models welcome to the show abigailia shaman <laughs> Hello. That was a beautifully written intro. It's so nice to hear all your credits at once because then you're like, I've fucking done, done a lot. Three things that spread over ten years. No, it was all boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Always be working. Yeah. <laughs> and that's you like, to be honest, that's not everything. Like there's way more. It's just couldn't get it. Oh, all. I mean, we could go on. We, we could. Like I said, I was very busy today. I bought some pots. It was a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> if you like, we could follow you around and just every time you meet a new person, like in the shops or like mm. at Tesco or whatever, we could just like sort of pr pronounce you with that whole spiel before you do anything. If you like, um, it is a service that we offer to our guests. Yeah, yeah. I it. would appreciate that. That'd be great. <laughs> no problem at all. <laughs> Consider it done. And so what, what have you been doing in lockdown? We've been asking everybody because like comedy is only sort of a thing now. All right. Yeah. Okay. Get ready. Um, so uh, the night lockdown was announced. My uh, boyfriend's mother, my mother-in-law uh, died of cancer and uh, we oh thought she was going to be fine. She was going to go in treatment like the next week. And then she, she died very suddenly. Oh. And then almost six months to the day, his father died also of cancer. Oh my God. And uh, we also moved house. We went to Cornwall for the first lockdown for three months to be with Tom's extended family, which was amazing. Oh. And we moved house. Then uh, one of my uncles passed away, and uh, and, oh and and now we're here. Oh so my gosh! I mean, oh, so my condolences. Like, like, oh, I'm making videos during lockdown. I'm like, I'm just staring into a corner right now. Yeah, I'm just trying to keep going day in day out. Oh, yeah, so it's it's uh, we're fine. Just to throw that out there, or as fine as anyone is uh, mm -hmm. this year, I think, but. Uh, my boyfriend is just, I mean, he's handled so much tragedy with such, such grace and, uh, he's dealing with it, I think pretty well. And, uh, I think I'm doing pretty well with it, uh, 
all things considered. So we're like, we're okay. Yeah. But uh, it is always interesting when people are like, so how was your lockdown? It's like, I don't, I'm not a big, like, oh, I need people to read my social media, but I'm like, I've been writing press releases, guys. <laughs> this, is, this is a lot. Uh, but, um, but yeah, so, um, yeah, but whenever someone asks me how the lockdown is, I'm like, I'm going to win status lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I've like the top drums. Yeah. yeah. And like, cause that is obviously like, obviously like you've obviously both had to give out a lot of emotional energy as well in terms of like, mm. you're saying that you're fine, but you're like supporting other people and extended family. So yeah, it must be like, yeah, you're having to give a lot, I imagine in that period of time. So yeah. Yeah. Quite a lot. Yeah. yeah. And have you guys like, is there anything you've done over the lockdown? Like, you know, those like little small things you can do to try and make yourselves feel a bit more like full and wholesome of like giving yourselves a break. Is there anything really nice you've done that have like given you a reprieve? Yeah. yeah well, being down in Cornwall for those three months was pretty, um, uh, pretty amazing. In in all honesty, in that person, uh, respect my lockdown was way better than other people's because what happened was um so tom that's my boyfriend his auntie has a um convert a barn from like the 17th century that's been converted into like three little houses or flats or whatever that uh she lives in in the middle of nowhere and one is her house and two are holiday left mm. and then Further up, like just up the road, uh, her husband's daughter lives on the exact same property. So when we went down to visit, Tom's sister's family stayed in one house, uh, auntie and uncle in another house, me and Tom in another house, the cousin up the road. There were 11 of us on what we called the compound, all locked down together. So, and um, Tom's uh, cousin Jemima is like one of the most fabulous women I've ever met like we were kind of getting to know her right when we got down there we were there for the funeral and we all just were like god we don't want to do it the night before and she's like you know what you need to do when you don't want to do something like it just have one beer before the funeral <laughs> one I love beer. and I mean I mean, she was just so great and then she'd be like um uh, she would uh basically organize our weekends she'd be like okay so um it's Damien's birthday, so I think what we should do is like a cocktail mixer where each couple brings a cocktail and we can all bring a canapé. So we were like on the weekends, we still had parties yeah, and we were nice. getting together and cooking for each other. And the weather, I, as you know, was like amazing over the summer and yeah. we were on a farm where we could have like bonfires and cookouts. And so, I mean... Yeah, I, I there's been a a lot of beautiful people around us to help make everything so much easier. Yeah. So um, so yeah, it's it's been nice in a lot of ways. Yeah, and it's it's always difficult, isn't it, when you have like real tragedy and grief? It's like sometimes it feels weird finding the like the nice or finding the like the positive out of like it bringing people together when it's come in such a you know it's come as a result of such a horrible or sad thing so it can sometimes feel weird to like but then looking back on it it's so nice to have known that you've had those nice moments and those like together moments that have come out of something so sad yeah it was weird because like we definitely knew when we were down there doing all this that the rest of the world wasn't having this experience Mm. and let alone that like 11 of us got to lock down together like that's the yeah. commune you know yeah. and so we we like were really careful not to like post photos and not 
not to like get in trouble, but just to like, all of my friends were stuck in their London flat. Yeah. It's and like even experience. And even with my own family, they're spread out through America. So they're mm. like pretty isolated during this time to protect themselves. And like, I, I mean, they knew what I was doing and they knew we were up to stuff. But there were times when Tom was like, you should show your family that photo of us. And I was like, I don't think today is the day. <laughs> I, think, I don't think they like a for that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, think, I, I don't think, you know, they haven't seen each other in months. And then there's a picture of me with like all of these people and holding a martini glass. I'm like, I, I, I don't they need that right now. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, we were lucky too in the fact that like, I mean, Tom knew is, you know, Tom knows his sister and his aunt and his uncle, but like, we didn't know his aunt and uncle super well. Like Tom mm. didn't have like a really, really close relationship when we came down there with them. And like, all of us got along the whole time, which is like, wow. yeah, like, yeah, like, and they are just beautiful giving people. I mean, they gave us a place to live. I mean, yeah. like they're amazing. So it was, it was really special. It was really nice. And uh, yeah. And then this, this second bit of lockdown, have you been back in, in London? She said you've moved house. So yeah, so this time I'm here in London and uh, we moved house, which uh, was also, now that I'm talking about this out loud, I'm like, actually I have a lot of blessings in my life and I feel like I'm just bragging. But, uh, <laughs> it's okay, brag away. Our, yeah, our old flat was like really, really small. And uh, the flat that I'm in now, one of my friends used to live in. Do you know Matt Hyten? He's also a comedian. That's why I bring it up. Anyways, he used to live here and he happened to be moving out. And I was like, oh, I'll, we'll take that. So we're back in London for this one. So now, like now, it's kind of nice for me because I know like what to do in London. Like I'm going on my runs. And uh, I'm meeting up with some friends for outside coffee. That I have a little coffee canister I take with me, and uh, and then I make I started making a YouTube show called Just Like Mom Made, where I cook the food that my mother used to make me growing up. Yeah, so, and you cook it. Perfectly. Now I have some questions for you about this. So my number one question is: the kitchen that you film those videos in is that like a set kitchen, or is that the kitchen in your new flat? Oh my God, I am so flattered. That's the new flat. Oh my God, because I'm sorry, your outfit and hair in both of the videos that I have watched match that kitchen like it was designed by a Perfect. sort of kitchen god that I think was, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to drop a, drop, a, drop a name here, but was it a La Creuset pot you were using in the, in the, the most recent video? So, look at you. Um, <laughs> So I, uh, they aren't Le Creuset. I really, really wanted Le Creuset pots and, and I never had them. And I actually bought those pots when I moved into this flat. And, um, but uh, they're like 400 quid. I mean, I mean, I would have no money I mean, for the food in the pot if I even, I could, I even like, a, you know, those tiny pots that you can't like Le Creuset that you couldn't even put a chop in. Like, what is that yeah, for? Yeah, they're like, like 50 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, I was, I was like, I can't justify doing this in the middle of the lockdown. And on Amazon, which I was also trying to avoid, but impossible, <laughs> um, there is a, um, there's a, what is it called? Brand uh, called ProCook, ProCook. Yeah. And they make those cast iron skillets, okay. those skillets that I was using. And 
they're still they're not cheap but whereas a Le Creuset of that size will be 400 pounds the yeah. one that you saw me using was 60 quid Okay. Oh my that's, well, that's a really good tip that I will be same, looking into. I, I will also say, oh, sorry, sorry I, I just want to say this one thing. Um, it's uh, the lid has already started. The enamel has started to come off after owning it for three months. So okay. I think I figured out why it costs 60 quid. Why it costs 60 quid. <laughs> um, so I just, if, if anyone's like, oh my God, it's 60 quid, like, little it's, it's, it's not. <laughs> something's not right with it. Yeah, it'll last me It's a budget Lucruze. And, yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, and so for, for people, definitely go and watch these videos because they're really, really great. I really enjoyed how long it took you to cook because that's what happens to me. Something that is going to take an hour will take me six days. Um, but I also really enjoyed the phrase, which I haven't heard before, which um, was the phrase, heavens to Betsy. I think it was heavens to Betsy you said. Heavens to Betsy or something. My boyfriend makes fun of me for saying that. Yeah. Have you never heard like, that? I've never heard it and I want to use it immediately all the time. I feel time. like it is it's your phrase. I feel like it's your phrase. Like I feel like I this is a phrase that, that you would use regularly. I feel like I I feel like I should have been using it regularly. But I'd never Rebecca, heard Rebecca, do you you know so the I'm, term heavens to Betsy? You yeah, so I'm I'm Canadian and my grand is from North okay. Carolina, so like okay. I got, I got this. I got this. Um, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's up. like a. Oh, I think this is a good. So, if you if you want to use the word this. Charlotte, it's like it's like saying, "Oh my gosh," is or or you know that's yeah. like heaven's the bestie or like if you're surprised. yeah heaven's the bestie like, yeah like yeah. where you'd be like, "Oh my god," you go heaven's yeah. the bestie or something drops and you're like, "Ah, oh, heaven's the bestie." Like it's yeah. kind of it's it's. I, I, I don't actually know the origins of the phrase, but it's something we grew up saying. But now talking about North Carolina and thinking about it, I think it's a way to take the North Lord's name in vain without actually doing it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think it's probably like a re it, religious thing. Like it's probably like, like going, ah, sugar. Like yeah. that sort of thing. Because I definitely, it, I, I kind of felt like I got the gist of it because it's very similar in tonation to the Irish, which is very much taking the Lord and all of his pals in vain, which is a very Irish thing of like, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Um, yeah. And it had a very similar vibe to it. Um, but I just, I just really, really loved it. So, okay, grand. So I will be, I will be using that. And it's one of those things that I'm going to have to like consciously work into my speaking, but then I'm hoping in six months or yeah. so it will just become part of my vernacular. Well, I want to know how it goes. I will uh, keep you up I'm glad, I'm glad that that's what you take away from that. Because uh, I don't really ever think about it. And then a British person is like, what did you just say? Heavens to who? I love, I love also that in a cooking show, the main thing you took away was oh, no. the one <laughs> sentence. I'm concerned about what that says about the cooking. <laughs> I was there for the fashion, the fantastic phrases, and finally the other thing that I really, really enjoyed, I can't remember if it was in the first or the second one I watched, was using Lizzo's songs as a cooking time of reference. So there was a bit where you were cooking something, you're like, this will take one to two Lizzo songs. And I was like, <laughs> that is the kind of, I could really get on board with that kind of cooking. Um, but yeah, but the food also looked fantastic, so definitely go and check out those videos, but do look out for the ama amazing American phrases, the great fashion choices that match the kitchen setting perfectly, and the great time time segments I, I i love them <laughs> so in our old house the kitchen was like a corner so i've thought about doing a cooking show mm. for a long time but i've never had a space to do it and um when we moved into this house the way it was set up i was like oh i think i could do it here and it's a it's a new build house i think it's pretty obvious when you see the kitchen but like six months before we moved i dyed my hair teal 
And then when we moved into this new house, my boyfriend who like loves decorating and stuff was like, all right, so I think our colors should be like silver, black, and teal. I'm just really feeling teal right now. And I don't know why, because I usually like red, but now I am all about teal. And I'm like, maybe it's because the love of your life has been like supporting you and cooking for you and, and, and being there. And she has teal hair. So he, it was his idea. Like our whole house is like silver and teal. Because uh, uh, that's the brief, and uh, uh, so so when I bought all that kitchen stuff, that's like I bought it before I decided to make the show. But as I was knew I was going to make a show, I just made sure everything was pretty. It was so that that is it was, so smart. I, straight away. I was like, hang on a minute. I was like, is the toaster and the cup in the background also the same color? It's like this is amazing. So I assumed you'd like gone to some sort of place and were like, I want to do a cooking thing. Um, I need a kitchen that matches my cool trousers and my hair color. And they were like, here you go. <laughs> but no, you just, you, you, you and your, your partner have created that magical world um, in the new flat. So more power to you. I think it's great. <laughs> he's now, he bought some uh, butterflies with magnets on them. And now he's taking them around the house and putting them in the house anywhere where there's magnets. So now we just also, not only do we have a teal and silver house, it's just sprinkled with butterflies all around. I love that. It's a magical place. Yeah, he's slowly turning it into like a fairy forest and I'm here for it. Oh my like, God. We're yes. going to be living here till April. Let's make it. Make like, that shit great. <laughs> Oh my God. He hung a rug on the wall because it's nice to touch. And at first I was like, that's a bit seventies oh and it's God. behind our, it's behind our couch. So he put it behind our wall. And then we had all these like, here, he's got one here. These little like birdie ornaments that we put on oh our Christmas God. tree. And he put them into the shag carpet on the wall. Oh my so God. So it's just like a wall of it's like a sensory world. Can we can yes. we do a tour of your house at some point? Can we do like a bonus episode tour of Avocado? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like everyone's going to see it and they're just going to be like, it's just a fucking flat. But, uh... <laughs> and we're like, it sounds like a fairy, like Harry Potter could live there. <laughs> I've really, bigged up, I've really bigged up your kitchen. I've never spoke that nicely about anyone's fucking kitchen before. So. Oh my God, I feel like a Nancy Myers film. Um, say, once we're, we, I get it more set up, yes, we can do that. Who lives in a house like this? Oh, brilliant. Oh, I love it, yeah. I do love also how, sorry, we're really getting into your show just like mom made, but um, I, I love also like how professional it is. Sorry, this may be something that most people normally do, but it's like the big picture of you. And then there's like a little picture in the corner with like close up of like what you're doing or sort of like from the top or something. I can like really see what you're- a cinematographer. <gasps> these see, are, I've invested wrong in partners. Interior design, <laughs> he knows how to use a camera. He <laughs> looks at your head and makes choices about your flat based on your hair color. You really- <laughs> Well done. <laughs> you really bad. You're setting, you're setting unreasonable expectations for, for little for little girls and boys everywhere. <laughs> and I think maybe this because I think we've basically probably bigged you up enough. I think we've probably you know inflated your head enough. So now might be a nice time to bring yourself down a peg or two by telling us about <laughs> your foozles and telling us about a terrible experience because otherwise I'm going to go away out of this thinking that my life is terrible compared to yours. So could you tell yeah. us a bit about your one of your worst uh, or your a show that sticks out in your memory? Yeah. 
I'm going back there now. That's why I had to take the glasses off. So, <laughs> uh, I, I was, I was kind of thinking about this because a lot of my bomb stories, uh, I don't have a lot of good ones. Um, and because mine usually end with, and then someone was really nice to me afterwards, but, um, I've, I've did some thinking and there's one that I had forgotten about. And there is a, so I, I'm, uh, originally from America. I live in the UK. I did stand up in New York city for 10 years before, or not for 10 years, but I lived in New York for 10 mm. years and where I started doing stand up, uh, was at a place that had all these awesome open mics and then like they had like uh professionals come in and work on projects there it's called the creek in the caves in long island city and it sadly just closed down because of covid yeah. and uh and so everyone's sharing all of these pictures and this story came back to me uh <laughs> the creek was a bit of a like a, a clubhouse for comedians we the woman who owned it, Rebecca, was just absolutely amazing. You'd show up at five, you'd leave at one, you'd buy a beer and like a couple of burritos. It was great. And uh, she would do a show at one point called Midnight Run that started at midnight in Long Island City, Queens on, I think, a Wednesday. <laughs> the premise was everyone on stage and the audience were high. And... <laughs> now the audience cannot get high in the comedy club that is illegal in new york <laughs> what would happen was the entire audience would show up and uh hang out and then they'd go around a corner and toke up themselves and come <laughs> back to the theater and, and it was just like such a cool badass show that i really wanted to do it Yes. And it was, I was still very new in comedy and I didn't smoke that much weed, but I was like, ah, how bad could it be? And it was always full and it was like, you know, it was just yeah. like a crazy vibe. It seemed so, sort of fun. And I finally got to do it. And I'm like getting nervous even talking about it. <laughs> I was so nervous that I had so many like cans of PBR before midnight that I was already quite drunk. <laughs> and then all the comedians would go up to Rebecca's flat because she lived above the theater and just rip a bunch of bongs, but I'd never done a bong before. And that gets you a lot higher yeah. than it does if you're like choking a slip. So I was beyond out of it. I have little to no memory of what happened on stage, except for there was a comedian that I had dated. And when I said dated, I mean more like slept with, you know, that casual 20s thing you do when you're like, we're cool, we don't need a label. And then someone gets hurt. <laughs> yeah, those easy, crazy days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're just like, yeah, whatever. We just be cool. Like, it's just not a big cool. no one let's just like communicate and then you don't and then he showed up to the gig with a girl oh. and i so i'm already high i'm drunk i'm nervous my like quote unquote ex-boyfriend yeah. shows up with a girl and she's hammered she's like audience <laughs> hammered yeah and so i'm on stage trying to hold it together and trying to get my jokes out but i'm pretty sure i'm not making any words 
uh, were. And she just shouts something at me. Oh, and I know it. it's her. And I just look down and I go, Victor, put your dick in your girl's mouth and shut her the fuck up. And that's all I remember about the gig. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. I love that that's the one nugget that stayed. And I love of like, of the one time where you can really fucking hone in on a <laughs> like that is amazing because you know his full name <laughs> and you can help him in front of everyone. Oh my god, amazing! It was um it, yeah. I was like 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 I haven't thought about that in a long time. And afterwards, I remember afterwards like going up to people and being like, I don't even know what happened. And you know when everyone's like, No, you did fine, and you're like, I did fine. But in reaction, I think everyone's like, No, it was it was fine. It was. It was fine. <laughs> yeah I mean it was it's like it's like that difference between like what drunk you think somebody says and what sober you actually hears hears you say and they're all like um mm, it was mm, it was fine Uh, fine. like like, drunk high you was like yeah 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 it was I also I really love the placement of the word no because you know when it's like oh how did I do and they're like no you, you were fine it's like why are you saying where did, the, where did that no? I didn't say was I shit I said how did it go was it good and they're like no it was fine like okay all right okay fine my oh, favorite yeah. thing because it only happens when you do well at a gig I don't know if this has happened to you <laughs> it's like you've done well and you're like around where the audience is and someone comes up to you and is like good job and you're like thank you and they go Keep going. And you're like, I wasn't going to quit. Keep going. Keep working. Keep going. Keep in the hours. Keep working in the hours. Or, you know, like, um, if you're, like, on a bill with other people or other acts, um, and you'll say to someone, like, oh, like, you were really, really good. And then they respond with, yeah, it was a good bill. It was a good night. It was a good show. <laughs> and it's, like, a really clever way of being, like, I'm not going to give you a fake compliment because it was shit. But let me just be airy-fairy with it and be, like, what a lovely time to be alive. <laughs> oh. Oh, I, I got one of those for you. I, I uh, did a work in progress of an Edinburgh show that in, in retrospect, worst show I've ever written. But uh, I did a, a week before Edinburgh, my publicist came and it was a top secret and there's like 25 people in a 200 seat theater, you know, Edinburgh preview. And uh, my publicist came, it was a week before and I wanted them to see the show so they could get the vibe. And afterwards she came up to me and she's like, you know, it just, it really looks like you're having fun up there. And I was like, oh no, oh no, this is bad. I love it. Love, like even your publicist can't think of something to say. And do you know what I really love? It's like, it's so shitting on you on so many levels because it's not talking about your comedy, but it's also like, it really looks like you were having fun up there. Like, I know you and you probably weren't because it was a shit show. But you know, to to, to people in the audience who weren't laughing at you, it looked like you were having a nice time and that's all we can ask for. I love it. That is so great. I absolutely love it. You, I mean, you know, fun one. That's at the end of the day, like, you know, we oh, everyone wow. had a nice time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it looked like I was having fun. <laughs> it was like a little badge for just, yeah, look like, like you were having Participation fun. Participation stamp. You, you <laughs> went there. Yeah, you were there. You were there. That is a thing of like, you can, honestly, though, it's not a bad note for when I'm bombing because my uh, thing is like, whenever a joke that I've written isn't working, what I'll do before I actually fix it is just try smiling more. (laughs) I'm like, 
maybe I just need to smile and shout it, then the laugh. <laughs> yeah, and I need when to I'm, like I'm laughing at it. <laughs> and when I'm truly like hate an audience, like when I really don't like them, I'll constantly give them compliments. <laughs> I'll be like, I'll be like, you guys understand what I'm. You know what I like about you're smart people, and you get like I'm trying to constantly get them yeah. on my side. So I'm just oh like, God. you know, and you're discerning, and you know, I like that about you. You're a discerning <laughs> group of people, and and I respect that. Like, and I'll just like constantly be like, you're all smart people. You know where America is. Good for you. Have a cookie. <laughs> like, I just. I love it. I love it that anyone watching this is now ever going to know if they're in the audience of one of your shows. I'm going to be like, did she just say she liked us? Hang on. Like, what's <laughs> what's like it's like the Mean Girls equivalent of like, I like your skirt. <laughs> no. <Yeah. really. laughs> also, I love this idea of like, they may not have realized it was the punchline, but if I smile, then they'll know. They'll know. That's, they'll know. that's an indication. Don't worry. And that's why I always look like I'm having fun. <laughs> <laughs> that should be like the name of your next uh, Edinburgh show or your next show. <laughs> Just that that's like actually it. a really good idea. <laughs> you could put a lot of you could put a lot of uh, uh, ideas under that title. I think that's why I like it the most. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. it could be quite vague up until you were ready to ready to run it. <laughs> That's kind of like the most traumatic one I had. Yeah, I liked that one because I liked the fact that you came into it with like, I barely remember anything. So I think it was obviously so traumatic that even though your brain was trying to close down and be like, we won't need these memories. Let's not store yeah. this in long term. It's just, I, it was so bad. It's like, it was so shocking that some of the memories stayed. It's like how women am, like genuinely forget what childbirth is like because it's so painful. Yeah. It's basically heard, that. Like, it, it was so it. painful. Yeah. It was equivalent to childbirth. <laughs> Well, like I black out when I get really drunk. Um, I don't think everyone does it, like, but I I black out a lot. So so I'm used to it. I'm I'm like that. So sounds like I have a problem. But I, so it's not a big deal, guys. Sometimes I just wake up in like the outskirts of Munich. It's not a big deal. Okay. With no money but and just you know no a small hedgehog but... on my person. But, um, but yeah, so I, I've woken up before and been like, oh, I forget part of the night, but that, that happens. And then I call some people and figure out if I need to yeah. apologize. But, uh, <laughs> but that is one of the only nights that I know I was still awake, but blacking out. Does that make sense? So like, I knew I went on stage. I had no clue what happened, but I knew I went on stage. Yeah. And so I was so drunk. I was blacking out, but still conscious. <laughs> you were going through the blacking out and like continuing to like go conscious and then not again. Yeah, it's not, not a good place to be. It's just like a bit of a PSA about like, maybe don't get high and drunk at the same time and then go I... on stage. Whose fault is it anyway? We've now come to the portion of the show where we blame something or we find something to blame for the fact that um you completely lost your memory and probably everything else when when you were trying to perform and really show people how ed edgy you are but it just really failed very sad really a sad a sad moment yeah. <laughs> um that was so oh that hurt Show everyone you're edgy. You just summed up my life. You're trying to show everyone you're edgy, but it turns out you have a wall full of butterflies. <laughs> but you're soft <laughs> as fuck. 
have your a little favorite color is pink. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cute. Totally fine. It's totally fine. That is my life. Uh, I think I'm super edgy, but I love yoga and pink and lipstick yeah. above me. Yeah. There, so. um, Heavens to Betsy. I'm finding it hard to think of something. <laughs> you did a good job. You Thank you. I wanted to make it more subtle, but I, I, I think I realized I had to like move my head when I said it. That's how I feel like I got into the character of being able to. That's right, like it. a Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. It's not really subtle, you know? Yeah, it's not. That's why I like it. It's not subtle. It's really that you could really wake someone up with it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I haven't spoken. Have yeah, you got so one, Rebecca? Yeah, I, I've got one. So um, okay. I think this is a really deep-seated issue. Actually, I think it goes right to the heart of the American society. And I say that because comedy has always been like quite edgy. It's like on the fr Edinburgh Fringe Festival. It's on the fringes of society. The point is to like point out things where like you look as an outsider into things and you point out things that are, I say things a lot apparently, um, you point out like where stuff isn't quite what it should be or where it's like a bit funny. Um, and the American society, I hate to break it to you, is quite prudish. Like drinking isn't allowed until you're 21. You don't talk about sex very much. Um, drugs, definitely not a thing. Very not okay. I mean, I know it's legal in some places, but definitely, you know, not. not I love that you like apologized about calling America a bit prudish. And I'm like, I left. <laughs> I am Canadian, so like I have to apologize. It's it's kind yeah, of, of course. a trademark. Don't worry. <laughs> part of your thing. Part of your thing. <laughs> um, and and yeah, because because of the prudishness of the American society and and how taboo sort of drugs and alcohol are, and then the juxtaposition of comedy is this like edgy sort of on the outside alternative society in some ways then that's why the genesis of this like drug alcohol infused show started because it's like really getting to the heart of being edgy and being on the outside and the only reason that you thought yeah this would be really cool and really alternative and like really edgy if i do is because probably growing up you were told that those were all really really bad things to do and so by being able to like go against society you have now proven everyone wrong that they aren't that bad because you are able to do a full, fully functioning, very hilarious comedy show um, while still being drunk and high, which obviously you didn't do, but you know, you made a, you made a solid effort. I did my best. You did, you did, I did my best. I did my best. Um, I'll be honest, uh, when you said we would blame anyone, I was like, okay, but in my head, I'm like, I think that's some well-placed blame right there. <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly where it should go. Yeah. That is the whole premise of shows like that. Exactly. Just be edgy, because we can't, we're gonna. Yeah, I think, yeah, I don't think we need to look much further, because in, not as eloquently, but in my head, I was just like 1920s bootleggers in a speakeasy. Um, and I'm really glad I got to do that accent just there, mm. because uh, <laughs> that needed to get out, like heavens to Betsy. But I think, yeah, I think, I think you've, you've pretty, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. I think you kind of, yeah. I, I, I yeah, I'm not, right, I'm not sure right. we can look anywhere else. I feel like it's a kind of an open and shut case. Yeah, I was just gonna, uh 
blame the owner of the creek in the cave, Rebecca Trent, for uh, <laughs> allowing me to do the show and to uh, uh, giving me alcohol and weed and, and support mm. and a lot of stage time. I blame her for this yeah. whole thing, personally. And the I constant mean, support <laughs> that woman gave me, me a leg up in comedy. If oh. it wasn't for her, not only would I have not bombed on that stage, I would have not ruined a night for another four comedians eight years later. Eight years later. <laughs> she has ruined lives. She has yeah. ruined so many lives. And I love, like, with the actual story, like, you full-named the uh, the heckler or the, 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 the new girlfriend of the heckler who was someone that you knew, that you full-named her as well. So that, you know, it, you, you've given her full name and, and placed all of the blame directly on her on her door, which is, is really, really kind of you, really. Like, that's really nice. <laughs> I'm sure she Actually, really I didn't say her name. I said his name. And as soon as I did, I was like, oh, this is being recorded. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well, you know. He deserves <laughs> fine. it. We're fine. We're, we've grown up. Yeah. It's there was cool. no labels involved, so it, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. But, yeah. I mean, I think, well, I think that's, the other side that that does deserve some blame is um, American media, because in okay. America, like if you grew up watching Friends, for example, they're constantly having these like no strings attached, like like or Sex in the City, like no strings attached, like yeah. like I can I and I'm not saying that no one can sleep with people and not have their feelings hurt. Definitely, like once or twice, super. Okay, not super easy, but definitely a doable activity. But like, you can't. I, I think it's you can't difficult. Spend the night to, like, three constantly... times a week for eight months in someone's house. Ex exactly, <laughs> but in media, in American media, they tell you that that's okay, um, and especially the patriarchy tells us that like we should be able to do that, and it's empowering for us. And then naturally when it all falls to shit because one person gets feelings and the other person pretends that they don't because they're men and they're idiots um, and they're afraid of their feelings, <laughs> then naturally somebody's going to get hurt. Usually the man on the inside where they don't feel it and end up <laughs> marrying a stripper in the future. And um, that's how that that's happens. An, that's an untold story that we'll have to delve into in a future episode. Say, that sounds like a great story. <laughs> so I think I think it's American society and on all kinds of levels. Yeah, I'd agree, I'd agree with that. I would. Well, you've really like you've really gone in on on America. I must say, it's like it was. It's their society. It's, the, it's their expectations. Yeah. Are you are you mad because we keep saying that we're driving to Alaska and then just going into Canada to vacation? <laughs> <laughs> I heard that's happening. I don't know if that's really happening, but I heard that's happening. I that I've heard Canadians have started like finding American license plates and like stopping them on the street and being like, "Excuse me, go home <laughs> or to Alaska." How do you feel now? Um, great. Well, Rebecca, have you finished, you know, ripping, ripping America? To I feel much better now, actually. I feel a lot better now. Yeah. <laughs> we we so all just need to do it every now and then. <laughs> <Okay>, therapy. <laughs> it's therapy for somebody on the call. It just isn't always the community. This <laughs> isn't always the person who's joining as a guest. <laughs> Does that make sense? Is that, do you feel better? Do you feel less shame? Because I know when you started, you like had to take your glasses off. You look quite mm -hmm. concerned when you started the yeah, story. Yeah, I, 
How you feel? I'll be honest. I, I was like, I was like, when you first emailed me about it, I was like, I'll just tell this story. And then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I'll tell this story. I was surprised how emotional I got just telling it to you guys mm-hmm. and how much it made me like get the mm-hmm. shakes again. Yeah. And I 100% feel better now that I've come yeah. on and talked to you. So thank yeah. you for not letting me leave, live with the secret and shame anymore. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah, like a little, like a little bird, like a little bird, a little silver bird of shame that's just flown away, and it can go and live on a tapestry somewhere now. And you exactly it off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, heavens to Betsy, we solved it. <laughs> I think probably two in the. T- I would imagine that you probably two in the space of ten minutes is probably a few too many. But I'm like I said, I'm just I'm trying to make it a habit. Trying it on. Trying yeah, it on. Just trying, trying it on. It on. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm enjoying yeah, it so far. The fits good. But, um, oh, it, I, look, I, it looks good on you. It sounds you. right. It doesn't sound like you're trying. <laughs> it doesn't sound like okay, great. Thanks so much. Well, I will keep you. I will keep you updated on on how my use of it goes. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about, Abigail? Um, no, just uh, you know, I uh, uh, like I said, I have the YouTube show, uh, all of two episodes, um, I, and uh, you know, the reason why I dress up is because I have no excuse to dress up. So I actually make the meals at eight p.m. like I was going to do a stand-up show and and I dress up for it I love so it like that's, Amazing. that's why why I'm dressed for them but because uh, I need something so um <laughs> you go on YouTube and look up just like mom made or my name Abigail Shaman and uh, other than that everyone just stay safe stay safe thank you thank you so much for joining us it's been so fun yay I look forward, thank you to, I look forward to more more cooking videos and maybe more cutesy american sayings that i can adopt from you yeah. <laughs> i hope i i hope you enjoy the uh, the rest to come as it were i don't <laughs> know exactly what they'll be but i'm sure they'll be something if you like the show don't forget to rate and review us as it helps other people find us don't forget Sometimes you do something that sits in the pit of your stomach, and when that happens, look at yourself in the mirror, take a deep breath, and remember, we all fuzzle it.